0: what's up, everyone? Welcome to the DNL Podcast. I hope you're doing great. I'm with, I'm your host, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Evan Mata. How are you, man?
1: Hey, guys. Doing pretty good. And yeah, really excited because today is a really interesting podcast. But yeah, let's go ahead and we are going to tell you the surprise, guys.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you already uh, saw the title and everything, but we have a first interview today uh, on the podcast. And it's a really special guest from Costa Rica as well. So, um, and I think, well, I mean, we're doing an interview with uh, Esteban Gomez. Um, first of all, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. How, how, how are you guys? Doing pretty good. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm really excited about this, uh, like this podcast today. Um, it's, it's really, you guys are really going to enjoy that because Esteban, uh, he's doing uh, social media marketing for businesses, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh
2: well, first of all, obviously, I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast, um, so I'm really excited about it.
0: Awesome, awesome, man, so uh, yeah, man, let's just jump right into it. Um, I'm gonna ask your um you know uh, pretty simple questions for the people that doesn't know you uh, well, first of all man, introduce yourself, you know um where you're from well, actually, I just said it comes to Rika, but you know, and what you you know talk a little bit about you and what you do.
2: Yeah, man, absolutely. So I'm from Costa Rica. I've lived here all my life. Um, but yeah, pretty much just to give like a quick introduction. I started with with like online marketing. I don't. I, actually, I don't know, man. Like four or five years ago, could be more, could be less. I'm not sure. But around that time, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just started like cause like searching online and about like how to make money online, and then like found blogs and stuff like that talking about marketing, and I just like became obsessed with it because I think it's, it's so cool to learn how to like market and get people to view your stuff, go through your sales process and just like be able to put like whatever it is that you're offering in front of more people. And uh, it just, it started like that. Um, Long story short, I um, then started, doing Shopify. I, uh, had a store with, uh, we did drop shipping okay. and, uh, pretty much right now, after that, I decided I wanted to start like an agency cause mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, I saw that there was a big opportunity with helping like clients that had no clue on how to do this stuff. So started that like around a year ago, maybe a little bit more and pretty much just been uh, working with different kinds of businesses, um, not really focusing on a specific niche. I, I can tell more about this like throughout the the interview, but that's pretty much what nice. I've done. My, fo- my focus is definitely on Facebook ads. Uh, that's like my area of expertise, um, and that's pretty much what I I can hope I can give you some value on the on the podcast, guys. Yeah,
0: nice, man. So basically, yeah. if I understand well, you started doing dropshipping four years ago, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I did some stuff before, but that's like the, the first big thing.
0: Okay, okay, perfect. So you did, you know, drop shipping for what two years, three years, and then you you jump, you know, you stop doing drop shipping and really did, you know, went to see businesses to you know pretty much make the money, right? I did. I did drop shipping for like a year, I think. Okay. Okay, a year. Okay. And so, awesome, man. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's. It's been like uh you know you're what you're twenty 20 years old, twenty-one? No twenty-four man. <laughs> oh, 24 years old. Oh, okay. So you're a lot uh yeah. older than your brother. I thought you were you, you were younger than your brother. <laughs> uh sorry man about yeah. that. But uh yeah, twenty four years old. So you started when you were twenty, right? Yeah, dude, actually sorry if I
2: don't have like the exact details, but I don't have like the I don't have like the details when I started and all that stuff because Yeah. Honestly, like, dude, I just don't remember. I think it was around, probably yeah, around 20 years old. I that's like my guess. It wasn't like that extremely young, but maybe like, because I obviously like started before, like just reading a bunch of stuff. But like, would yeah. be like 19. Um, but yeah, like let's see, let's just say at the beginning of my 20s, man, that makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. yeah, I'm just getting started, man. I I'm not even 20, so i am going to be where you were like in in a year, but man, yeah, that's pretty cool to see like, because I mean, in these days, you know, like in entrepreneurship, online marketing, you know, all that stuff, it's all young folks like us. And I think that, I don't know why, but man, it's just like, it's just like a trend to be young and do this. And I think it's pretty cool because we all know like, um, you know, how Facebook works, but then there's people like you that knows how to make money with Facebook, and that's just pretty cool to see that. Okay, well, Esteban's gonna go see like a restaurant and have got to do some ads for you, and you're you're gonna make money. So is that pretty much how you do it, or like what's your strategy?
2: Yeah, so let's let's go back. Actually, let's go back into the straight into the like before going into the ads. Like the the main thing I learned last year. That is what nobody talks about. Is is that the ads? Like the ads are just a little part of that process. Like, like my biggest learning experience from last year is that you can't help. Like, you see all these, all these like trends and big webinar announcements and all this stuff. Like, you can make a lot of money helping small businesses. And like, obviously, it's true. You can help. You can make a lot of money helping small businesses. But what I think nobody like says or mentions or knows is that these small businesses aren't really like the typical like family-owned small businesses These they have to be successful because at the end of the day marketing is just like putting gasoline into the fire like if 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 there's a business for example that is um not doing well it's typically not because of their marketing like because there are a lot of businesses that are not doing well because let's just say it's uh a gym, for example, if like yeah. the gym could be filthy, the gym uh, could have no structure. They could they could have problems like managing their finances. Like the trainers could be like not friendly. So it doesn't matter how many people you get into the gym; it's never going to work because because the business itself it's not it's not working. So like I think like that's the biggest part that when you do marketing, like you're not saving a business. Like obviously, you marketing can be used to obviously quote-unquote save a business that needs more customers and it's already working But well, like what well, at least it's from my experience the majority of the time that you do marketing for a business and they like they are desperate for your help like you are probably not going to be able to solve their issues because in the first place if they already ha- are having problems and using more people that's just going to make it worse because because the problems are already on the inside but on the other hand if you have for example like a like uh an amazing uh yeah a gym whatever an amazing gym that the the trainers are super friendly super nice they care about the people their retention is high um they know that if you get a new client they're gonna be like in love with them they're gonna refer their friends then if you send more people that's just gonna accelerate the process but on the on the other gym that was not doing well and trainers were not friendly like you can send them 100 people and that's just what, what that's going to do is make those 100 people to their friends, oh, this guy suck. they treated me really bad, and this is going to ruin it faster. So yes. I think that's – I'm just sharing this because I think nobody talks about this, and it's like my biggest realization from last year, that you don't want to be doing marketing, you don't want to work with businesses that are not doing well or don't know – like they don't have like their processes dialed in because – it's just gonna be really, really stressful and it's gonna be a pain in the ass for you because they might demand for stuff that is not realistic because they might have never done marketing and they expect marketing to be like um, like a magic thing, you know what I mean yeah. So yeah, for example, they just just as a quick example that uh, I mean this is this is invented, but like they want like ten customers spending a hundred bucks. So, for example, they don't know, like, on Facebook, on average, let's just say a click is a dollar. Like, if you get 100 clicks, how, like, it's impossible. It's almost impossible to get 100 customers from 100 clicks. Like, if you get 50 people opting in as a lead, like, you'd have to convert 20 of those into paying customers. Like, it, you know, it's just not realistic. So, the, the point is that the, this goes to the second point. Like, if the business is not used to investing in marketing, they, like probably you will have a hard time like sticking with them or they sticking with you. um, Even if you do a good job because it's it's money they have that it's going out. And even though it might be coming in, they still see it as as going out. So like with marketing, like I think at least my experience, like previous years or at least a year ago, everything was so cheap that you could drive like massive instant results but right now that everything is getting more expensive, the days of just like putting an ad and getting money the next day, or at least like tons of leads for super cheap and just seeing massive results, they are over because now, in my opinion, the strategies are more towards the long-term play because people are just more skeptical. Um, people just don't trust ads. People know that everybody can do an ad and uh, they, they've seen the same ads, the same offers over and over again. So, the the only way to stand out, uh, it's to build trust with them, and you you can't build trust with a person with with just uh, showing them one yeah. one piece of content or one video or an ad. So that's why I think the the way to go right now is just to build longer term play, like do ads that provide just value, like literally boosting a post that could be like a video or a photo with a longer copy text with value and not offering anything and just just boost it. Like people will think like that's stupid. And I used to think that was stupid, but now I think it's very smart because when you do an offer, people are going to want to buy it. And it's just that you can do the same type of marketing than before, like the same type of offer, the same type of funnel or whatever. But if you put it to an audience that has already got a lot of value from you, gonna work but if you put it to somebody in front of somebody that doesn't know who you are it's not gonna work and it could it used to work because ads were something like new and facebook was newer and all that stuff yeah. um, and people were like intrigued and interested but now they've seen so much of that stuff that they don't trust you so i think right now if you want to do it the right way you should. Definitely invest um like in the like on value ads, which literally are ads that have nothing to sell. Yeah. And and not thinking about ads as an expense. Like even if you spent boosting a post a hundred bucks and you, you made zero, still a great it's still a great investment. Like Gary B says it's not that it didn't work. It yeah. still has a positive ROI because like you're still delivering value. So um it's just I've in I instead of thinking about what's the best funnel what's the best offer um, all that technical stuff i've switched my mindset completely like what happens before that because if you have like an amazing relationship with your audience um, they trust you they know you're the real deal you can put like an ugly funnel a crappy ad it has to have a good offer obviously but they know that you are the real deal and and, mm-hmm. and that you're a good option so mm-hmm. they're still going to trust it but even if if you place the best piece of copy the best ad, the, the greatest uh, hacks and tricks on the ad and the funnel, you're still going to have a harder time converting people into customers because there's no, they don't trust you. They don't know who you are and that's it. So, yeah. so exactly. just, just, I'm going to, I'm going to finish because I've been talking a lot, but like, think about it this way. It's like, it's like, if you go, um, if you um, go to ask a friend um, that you need, let's just say, 500 bucks for something that's super important and you needed to borrow them for them and that you can explain it right now but they know you like and trust you and they know that you are like real friends with them it, the, the chances of them giving it to you are high but if you go to, to a an, to an stranger and see the best sales lines the best techniques like you're still mm-hmm. gonna have a very hard time getting those 500 dollars yeah
0: you're gonna be pretty much like the sales guy nothing much more
2: yeah, exactly. So, exactly, exactly. So, for me, right now, the main focus is um, that I've been switching to, that, that kind of, like the marketing stuff, is just full value. So, whenever you put your offer, you don't need crazy uh, crazy good copy. You don't need, like, the latest hacks, the latest tricks. Like, it's just going to work because people know, like, and trust you. So, yeah. so that's like, the main key takeaway, or however you say it, that I've learned the past year. And I think that's what's going to give, like,
0: people... Um, the most value mm-hmm. so exactly so for example if like if you're listening right now and you have like a gym business what's a, what Esteban is telling you is pretty much like okay do a video of whatever it is okay like how to do like give them a free gym plan for like three mm-hmm. months that they can download for free and give them stuff like this and then pitch them something then say to them like Hey, we have like a discount of you know 10 percent for the first six months of your membership at at our gym you know and pretty much what it's going to do is you're going to have a really more like a a better conversion rate because people already know you they trust you they know that you give you know your gym is good because they've tried whether it was the free you know gym plan you were giving for free that they, they could download and whatever it was now you're you're gonna have a lot more chances to, you know, get that customer. So that's what you're doing, pretty much, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. And we, like, right now, for example, for a gym, like, a it's like a bootcamp. We are running like directly an offer. Um, we, we haven't started implementing like the like the branding stuff and the value ads, but they they have like great content. They always post like great videos. Like they have they have a lot of good a good a lot of goodwill in there in their audience so it works really well and uh i mean it's like i think it's so obvious like (laughs) that that we that we don't do it and people like get obsessed with like the technical side instead of just going with with like the obvious if you just provide value for free and help people they eventually are going to come to you instead of just uh trying to sell them stuff all the time because if you're the guy that if you're the guy that always like sells stuff like when you see an ad of people that are their ads are only to sell stuff immediately know oh it's selling something like immediately and you skip it but if you see an ad of somebody that always gives you value you tend to watch it more so that's yeah yeah, it's all value because previously i think people could give for example let's say you could give like away a free pdf free ebook or whatever and then convert the people into a sale which obviously you still can but it's more expensive I think right now, previously you could give away like a free ebook or a free guide, and that was like your first value thing. But now you have to add more value before that. So get them to watch a video, get them to read your blog, your your post, and your fan page, whatever, and then offer the guide. So because everybody's offering guides before, it was not not something everybody was doing, but mm-hmm. now everybody's doing. So people don't want to download them and give the information. So I think right now you you gotta give value exactly where the person is so if they're on facebook get them to watch a video on facebook or get them to see your post on facebook yeah don't put like a barrier in front of them to get their email and actually i learned this from frank kern he's he's been teaching stuff but it's like man it's 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 obvious like it's so Mm -hmm. obvious that people miss it
0: it's like when (laughs) you know it it's like why didn't i did that before like it's so exactly yeah so and my question about that is how long is that process of like okay i'm gonna give them value and when's the right time to you know uh pitch them something or to sell them something because a lot of people now would be asking okay now it's good that i know that but when can i you know pitch them something you know after how many videos or ebooks or you know free value like that can i sell them something do you have like a, a not a template but like a rule of thumb of like okay after the first three months of giving them revalue a free value i'm gonna that's when i'm gonna sell them something or is it totally different well in my opinion like the the
2: the more you wait to sell them something the better And, and because it's like it's like the same. If you meet somebody, let's say you meet somebody and they were really nice to you, like, uh, and they treated you extremely well. They had a great first impression, and then the next time they talked with you, they trying to pitch you something. So you're like, "Oh yeah, that's why the first time was they were so cool with me." Yeah. But what happens if they are cool with you ten times and they, they try to sell you something? You're like, "Oh, this is not like planned. It was like natural." So I think I think the longer the better, um, because the better relationship you have with the person so
0: yeah
2: i think yeah man i think again it's like it's common sense the more the more value you can give before selling something the, the better and and that's why yeah man yeah,
0: okay and is that the reason also why you only work with businesses that are you know already you know they, they're good they're not you know dying businesses because in my opinion, if you go see a business uh, to make them some, you know, uh, marketing, but they're not ready, they They want to have money, like, tomorrow, is it the reason why you don't go see these businesses? Because they're not ready to give value first? They just want to, you know, sell stuff? Actually, that's, that's
2: one of the parts I've struggled more with the past year because I haven't, um, like, narrowed down or become the authority in any of the niches I've been um so when you're under the authority obviously it's harder to get people like to, to to trust what you're saying and like find better quality clients so what i what i uh would recommend that i'm gonna start doing is like i'm gonna you just have to be upfront with a person like you you need i've started to do this like hey you're not gonna like month one you could could even you couldn't you probably could even could not even see like uh a return because we're gonna be testing out the stuff. Like this is not like like a magic pill. You have to tell them because once you tell them, they're like, Oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. But if you like setting the expectations up front in okay. any, I think it's extremely important because if you don't tell them, they might think in one month you're gonna see huge results. Um, which could be possible, but most of the time it's not likely. It's like with anything. If you go to the gym for one month, you're not gonna start benching 225 <laughs> exactly I mean, yeah so um so yeah you have to like set the expectations up front until and, and, and explain that this is a long-term play because if not then then what happens is people people naturally are going to start asking why it's not working or what's going on and uh, and that's when everybody gets in trouble because the expectations
0: were not set up front yeah and let me just ask, like setting expectations is in every business, guys. So I remember uh, when I used to have my window cleaning business, uh, I went to go door to door and then got a, you know, an appointment with the client, with a potential client. And they were telling me like, okay, it's been like literally five years. I didn't wash any of my windows. And then I was, okay, well, we're going to wash them and they're going to be, you know, clean and everything. But when i went you know that's something i didn't knew. like setting expectations is that when i went out of the job and cleaned the windows there were still you know some little imperfections in the window because shit, it's been five years they, they didn't wash them and they were like well you told me you know they they would be clean and everything well yes but you know it, it was my fault i didn't set the expectations so that was it's like guys it's really something you have to do like set the expectations so like Esteban says like uh dude you're not gonna make money tomorrow maybe it's gonna take months literally you you know it's a really a a, a, not a long process because it's months it's not like years or decades but it's still a process you have to wait so but yeah David you had some questions for Esteban
1: yeah, of course. I also want to make like well highlight something that Stephen says because he was actually reading that in a book as well. And yeah, there was a guy that was like kind like what Stephen is doing. He was trying to make an agency and he was telling the story that in the first year it was like really hard for him like to make it work. But he was telling that it was because he was trying like to go for small businesses that there were there were like businesses that they don't have like any consistent sales. They don't have like any email list. They don't have like anything like really good like structured, and that's and I think that is one of the most common like mistakes when you are starting like even if you are like trying to make an agency or any kind of business because at the beginning maybe you don't ha- you are not like really you don't feel like really like good at what you are doing. So you are trying like to go with a small businesses, just like to try to see what happens. But yeah, Stefan is right because actually that was the point that he was making emphasis on. And he was telling that as soon as he, as he started like switching that mindset and that approach that he was start like uh, talking with big businesses and everything. And he was telling that it was almost the same. It takes almost the, the same effort and if not less to close a bigger like business than those little businesses because the big businesses they already have like consistent sales like they already have an email list and they already have like the budget to pay you yeah they have
0: money
1: to actually freaking pay you exactly and at the end is that that you are not going to feel like bad or they are not going to talk bad about you because yeah Stefan is right because if you try like to go to a small business obviously it's going to be like a lot harder like to bring them results and at the end they are going to think that it was your fault but it's not your fault it's just that the structure of of the business and everything what they are doing their operations and everything it's not working so it's not that you are going to get there make some magic and everything is going to start working so Yeah. yeah i think that's really important that you start like Thinking like that, like going with more stable businesses and everything, and that's going to help a lot. Like for like, I told you, like almost any kind of businesses.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think like obviously there are some businesses you can get results right away. For example, if you work with a with a business that has like ten thousand people email list, they have ten thousand followers on Instagram, they have like uh, five thousand followers on chat like you can just send the message, post the story and send an email and you're going to get like a bunch of appointments. Could be, for example, if you're looking for appointments because let's say they've been providing value to them and they've been following them for a while, like that's going to get instant results. But if you're with a business business that has no social media, no email list, no nothing, build it from the ground up and that's not going to happen like in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's why at least... That's why, I, I mean, in any case, you should always, I think, set the expectations for the long term. Yeah, because exactly. Nothing, nothing good happens in, like, in one month. Like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. So, yeah, basically, well, we have another question for you. You already talked a little bit about it, but yeah maybe you can tell a little bit more on the process and how did you start with your agency maybe if you started like along or with a partner if you start like trying to get clients here in costa rica or outside the country so yeah a little bit more about the process that you took to start your agency
2: yeah man so just pretty much like i reached out to like businesses i i don't well, how did i reach out to my first clients i did like it was a lot of like referrals and uh, i also i've done i've done everything i've like messaged people on facebook messaged uh-huh. people on instagram send cold emails done cold calls referrals but for me like like again connected to my key takeaway that's why this year i'm, I'm Dude, I'm still like figuring out where exactly I want to go because I think in marketing it's so extremely broad that's yeah, hard to narrow down. I, I at least that's why I that's what I feel. There's so many fields, and even if you choose one, there's still so many different types of clients that they, that it's just so extremely hard to f- finally determine where you want to like go. But what I'm what I'm doing, I'm going to be doing this year is like going extremely specific on a specific niche and like building a, probably a podcast and a series of interviews with people in that niche um, to build my authority in that space because right now there's just, with all the courses and agencies, there's just so many people messaging these yeah. that they don't trust anyone. <laughs> but if you have the authority, it's not that they don't want marketing. Everybody will always want marketing, but it's just that they don't know who, who you trust? They always get pitched all the time. It's crazy. But if you go mm-hmm. to the authority on one niche and you are well-known in that niche, like I think everything will just get easier. So I think the cold stuff, I mean, obviously, it's a good place to start. But like, well, why would you want to always be doing the cold stuff? Why better just have people reaching out to you?
1: yeah yeah exactly because i think that the biggest barrier like nowadays is like trust because like you told yeah. there's like a lot more guys trying to do what you are doing but yeah at the end obviously those businesses are getting pitched like almost every day so yeah the same thing if i pitch them or you pitch them but yeah that's why it is important like to build some kind of authority and giving value because in that way it's going to be easier for them to trust you and Yeah. yeah, in that way, you are going to overcome that barrier that in my opinion, I think that is the biggest barrier in any kind of business, like to get to close them.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, you, you did like, you know, referrals, you message, did you message like businesses on Facebook? Because I mean, David actually tried that. It didn't work well, but did you try it like to Facebook and all of that stuff?
2: Yeah, I, I tried it and actually I got a couple of clients with that everything works. It's 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 just that you need like to play the numbers game. You gotta message so many businesses and then you gotta follow mm-hmm. up with them and just keep doing that. But I mean everything works. It's just that it's, I think with cold you're always swimming against the current because there's no no like and trust with warm it's easier because they are they are already pre-sold by 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 you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that brings up something in my mind is, I know you just started again a, a YouTube channel talking a lot about marketing. And I think, well, I, I don't know your plan about that, but what I would do is, I would do exactly what you're doing and like messaging those people and say, okay, you don't trust me? Well, go to my YouTube channel. There's going to be a hundred videos about marketing and then you're not going to be, like quote unquote cold anymore because they're gonna know you. They're gonna know that you know you know marketing and you know that you know you, you the you can help them pretty much. So is that why you have also a YouTube channel and you know uh, Instagram and everything?
2: Yeah, for sure, man. So right now my marketing message is broad, which I mean that sucks because again it's just marketing. It's too broad. So I'm still I'm all, I think I'm really close to picking up where I'm gonna really narrow narrow down once I do all my topic my, all my content is gonna be around that specific sub niche mm-hmm. but um, it's not only about the co- content it's all about the social proof because for example my I haven't started to like run my ads and stuff because I still don't know where I'm gonna niche down so mm-hmm. just like it wouldn't even make sense but. Well, if you have a, like, let's say my YouTube channel, it has very, very little subscribers. I don't care because when I start running ads and it starts, it, it starts growing, there's already going to be a lot of content, which, which is awesome. Um, but, like, if I show somebody my YouTube channel with, with uh, very little subscribers, it really it's not going to convince us that much that if it has 10,000 subscribers. because Because if you have social proof, it immediately means you are you are important, but obviously everybody starts somewhere and, and you got to produce the content because once you, once you niche down and you start growing, that content is going to be extremely, extremely helpful. Like right now, I don't, I don't care. Nobody watches the videos. Like I really don't care, but what I, why I am doing this, even though it's like broad right now, it's because it's still value. And when I niche down, let's say I niche down in one week from now and I start running, let's say ads, um, If people see one of my videos, you're gonna see oh, there's forty more videos. What are these videos about? Instead of just being the first video, you know what I mean? So, I think you just gotta like get started right away. Uh, Dude, I don't know if what I'm what I'm talking makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, okay, anyway, I have a I have another question. Um, I really believe in you know routines and stuff like that to keep you know in track. With your goals, you know, your daily task, your, you know, have a morning routine, whatever it is to meditate and read and uh, go to the gym, anything. Do you have, well, first of all, do you believe in that? If so, do you have like a certain routine? Like a what's your morning routine? Or if you're, you know, comfortable sharing it with us. And yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm
2: obsessed with that stuff because if if I don't follow my routine, like, uh, my days—it's just terrible. Like my routine is, I wake up before five a.m. Typically, sometimes around five, but I try to wake up before five um, and go to the gym right away. Because uh, if I like, if if I if I wake up and go to the gym and nobody's there and I put in my workout, I feel. Like, I am ahead of the people because nobody is doing that stuff. So, it makes me feel good, definitely. And then I feel great after the workout. Like, I have so much energy. If I don't work out, I'm actually going to work out after the after this interview. Yeah. But I, I, nice. It gives me so much energy. I feel great. Like, I already crushed the gym. I haven't, the day hasn't even started. Um, and then after that, right now, my routine is to, well, take a bath and then read. Uh, for me this year, I'm going to be reading a lot that that's something I haven't really been doing a lot last year. So reading, I think it's extremely important. And then, uh, after reading, just starting to work with the first task being doing a live stream and publishing it on Facebook and, uh, YouTube and then promoting it like on Instagram as well. And after that, um, I still, I mean, my, my, my routine is not perfect because I haven't still determined some stuff, but like, Right now, that's my main routine. And and I know that if I do that, if I wake up early, go to the gym, if I read and I create content, like, that's very, like, long-term, even if I just do that, it's going to have extremely, extremely uh, good benefits. So I think if you – I think the routine is is really important because if you don't have a routine, if I don't have a routine, I don't get stuff done, for example – if I, I started this year thinking like, okay, why my routine, I always wake up and go to the gym most of the time. I don't even think about it. So why not add other stuff in my routine with a specific like times? So I don't miss them because if it's not planned on specific times on my routine, I'll, I'll probably miss them. But I know when I wake up, I, I just go to the gym. like on, Even if I'm half asleep, I, I just get there and I, and I finish the workout. What if I could do the same for reading so then I, I was reading a lot so then I said okay so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get back from the gym take a bath and read so now I don't miss it because yeah. I just have to do it's like what I have to do after the gym and obviously I think that routine has to be simple and be done at the beginning of the day because as the day goes by stuff gets complicated and, and you gotta deal with a lot of stuff but like for me the morning routine is everything it's just, it just like sets you up with a good tone for the day so yeah that's that's my opinion in the morning things for sure. Nice
0: nice so w- uh, about that what what book are you reading right now? Um actually I just finished
2: yesterday uh give by Nicolas Kuzmi specifically about Facebook ads okay it was really really good um read it in two days actually nice. it was it was easy to read.
0: Nice and but, press- yeah, what has been your uh, your favorite book that you've read so far in your shit, your lifetime?
2: Um, I would say The 10x Rule by Grant Cardone, because oh, it, makes yeah. you, it makes you think really big, which is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Bro, by the way, I, I know you went to 10x World Cup last year. Are you go, Are you coming this year?
2: No, this, this year I'm not coming, but it's going to be so awesome. Yeah, Thanks, man, right. I,
0: I'm, I'm going and oof, it's going to be crazy.
2: Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, man, last week was incredible. It's like mm. it's like a life changing event for sure. It's
0: amazing. Nice, nice, man. So yeah, yeah, man. The Ten X Rule. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's in my library, and it's an sure. incredible book because it's just like it. Pretty much, the message is stop bitching and you know start doing more than what you're doing. Pretty much, and you should do that. You know, I mean, we're not gonna do a book review here, but. Pretty much, you should do this like (laughs) all in all of areas of your life, whether it's like workout, work, family, um, whatever it is. Uh, so, David, you had uh, another question, right? Question, I think.
1: Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, another question we want to ask you for all our listeners is what would be like your top advices for someone wanting to start like a social media marketing agency?
2: Um. I would, I would say, I mean, I'm not like the expert in this topic, but I would say based on my experience, um, like it's all about focus, but how are you going to focus if you haven't tried out different stuff? So maybe like try out some different businesses, like helping them out for free, um, different niches, like, yeah, just different niches. And then like Pick the one you want and just go all in on that because that'll make you the authority on that niche and will get your results a lot faster and it will help you get better results for the clients as well because you understand them better. Yeah. And I would say yeah, focusing on one on one niche for sure.
0: Okay, perfect, man. And I think that's that's pretty important because um I you know, I not because it's about me here, but uh i got a client it was a gym uh but the thing that happened is that i was trying to get everyone um like every business to do ads for them but it wasn't actually good because i was like okay well it's the first time i'm gonna do you know ads for a construction company uh what value can i you know give the audience first uh, same time just, uh, same thing for a gym or same thing for a, i don't know man there was like even a pool Uh, like um literally you you was you were paying to go for a poll and it was the business model okay but what the heck can i do for that so i think like you said man having a niche and focusing on one niche is really important because you know it's like you know like your pocket pretty much
2: yeah yeah
0: man. nice so do you have any other advice or tips or um
2: yeah man i don't know like for me for me like what helps me the most is to get extremely focused because I know that when I've been focused on something, it's when I've gotten the best results. So just like focusing on on one thing and making it and, and going all in on that. So like being extremely narrow with the focus. So like, for example, online marketing, go niche down to facebook ads then niche down for facebook ads for fitness then niche down for facebook ads for gyms and there you go uh and and or yeah but like niching down extremely because with so many so much competition out there i think if you don't niche down it's just very very hard to stand out like Obviously big companies stand out because they are already big, but I mean it's at least I think it's extremely it's going against the current trying to get big without niching down. That's that's just what I think.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I think that I didn't experience that yet, but if you are to a point that you're so big in like you say, in the gym business, right? Well, people are now gonna start coming to you. And it's pretty much like VaynerMedia with Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, he started and everything, but you don't cold call any businesses anymore. Businesses go to him. So, uh, I mean, when you start small with the niche, with your niche and everything and you get good at it, testimonials are going to come in and, you know, the word is going to spread around pfft, shit, the country and the world uh, eventually. People are just, man, your, your phone is going to ring. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah,
2: so, it's, like, it's like everything like if you want pizza you go to the best pizza place even if they just man. sell pizza you don't like you don't care about that if you want the best knee surgeon you don't care if he does operations on the brain or the back you just want your knee fixed so yeah, i think that's why niching down is so important because it just makes you like the go-to expert and uh, and everything and the rest is easier
0: yeah Awesome. And I have another question for you. And it's more about, you know, yourself. And the question is, here it is, is uh, where and what do you see yourself doing in five years? And where do you see yourself in five years?
2: Oh, man, that's a tough one. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't thought about it. But definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, huh? It's a good question. Yeah, so amazing. I
0: guess like what what's your long term goals maybe it would be easier.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that no, I like the question. It it made me start thinking. Yeah, man, definitely like having an office with a with a great team, mm-hmm. definitely living in the US. I love Miami, so probably I'd love being there. And uh, definitely being like probably expanding into different niches as well and uh, and being a, a, like a big authority. in in the marketing niche um, and just delivering amazing, amazing results to companies and uh, just kicking all the other agencies in the ass, man, like I wanna, I wanna it's hard because there's so many people doing this stuff, but my, my uh, I know it that when you just break through the, through the noise, you you're just gonna explode because everybody knows you can deliver results, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah, probably like hopefully living in the U S for sure. Like great team, great office, great agency, great results. And, uh, yeah, man, that's like the plan.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Perfect. Man, David has a last question for you. And, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> that question is going to be pretty much the question we're going to ask everybody. And well, to me and David, it's it's a good question. But I'm gonna
1: let David ask you the question. Yeah, if if the first one was tough, that this one can be more tough. But let's go. Let's (laughs) do this. Yeah. So yeah, we basically want to ask this question, just like to give a better idea to all our listeners. But yeah, the question is this one. For example, if you lose everything today, and like, all the knowledge you have, like, all the assets, the money and everything, what would you do, again, what would you do, like, to get again to where you are today, man?
2: Um, I would, I mean, I would just get really good at something that's very, very specific and, mm-hmm. uh, and become the expert at it, like, really, like, it sounds too simple, but, like, if you just get really, really good at something, uh-huh. you're the expert in that really specific thing then the rest is easy
1: yeah so basically just like focus on one thing play around it master it and start monetizing that area
2: yeah like i mean obviously right i would do like the for example facebook ads and really niching down in one niche and then uh going from there but like if you think about it could be anything just being the the best at something very specific that you do and then people will will look for you
1: yeah so basically yeah focus on one thing
2: yeah i just believe so much in focus man because i know that's the reason why i've been all around the place Uh because i haven't had the focus i need so i just know for me focus is is everything man
0: awesome it's pretty much like tony hawk that you know the best um skater of you know of all time I was listening to an interview he did, and he said, "Well, shit, uh, you know, I didn't get the best, uh, you know, skater of the world by eating chips and I don't know, like washing windows. I just did skateboard every day of my life, and that's how I became the best one. So, and it's the same thing. I don't know if you heard about um, the story of Bill Gates and uh, uh, Warren Buffett, but the first time they met." Um, Both their fathers said, okay, I I give you a piece of paper and you write what, you know, what has been the biggest thing for your success today. And they both, you know, turn around, write their things and they both wrote focus. And so I think that, man, you're, it's so, it's so right what you're saying because shit focus is everything. And Like, if if you want to get the most out of a book, you don't read five books at at the same time, you read one, and when you finish it, well, you know, you understand the book. I don't know if it makes sense, but that's how I see it. Yeah, it's dude, it's so obvious. I mean, it's so obvious that's why it's so hard to do, I think. Yeah, well, awesome, man. Uh, that's pretty much it for the interview. I hope, uh, you know, I hope it wasn't too boring for you, but um. But I think we did well. Um, I hope you guys are also listening. Uh, You liked it. Uh, Last question. Where can people find you on social media?
2: Oh, yeah, man. For sure. You can type my name, Eslan Gomez, um, on Facebook and on YouTube and uh, on Instagram. I'll probably show up there. And you can just follow me and reach out anytime you want. And and I really appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. I had a lot of fun. It was great. (laughs) uh, Yeah, man. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome, man. Perfect. Well, uh, I hope you guys have a great day and uh, see you next one. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye, guys.